This is the Somewhat Social Podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode four of the Somewhat Social Podcast. It's me, Caper, here. Sorry for missing last week, but we're back again. Ain't that right, Ethan? Man, we're already slipping up, man. This is what, episode four now? This is episode four, but uh, so we can Could've explain. Five. Should have been five, but uh, last week we kind of had a little bit of a uh, miscommunication with stuff. Actually, we filmed an episode and it just did not hit. So uh, we kind of took a little bit of a moment to kind of reassess and wait until we had something a little bit better. Um, so there really wasn't much vibing, much going on uh, over the weekend. So now we're recording a little bit earlier as opposed to like we usually do in crunch time, uh, you know, Saturday or Sunday, actually like the day before. Um, so we're hoping it's a little bit better this time. And we actually have a new format in which we're doing this in. So it's going to be a good one. We got a lot to talk about. We got a great show and hoping you guys enjoy it. We really do because... We don't want to have to record these and listen to them back and have to, you know, not use them. But guess what? We're starting off our first segment, and that is, how has your week been, man? My week? Well, you know me. Always no, working. I'm, I'm talking about the other guy that's in the podcast with us. You know, you know? what? You know, shut the hell up, man. It's been a long week, all right? Okay. I've been working a hell of a lot. I think last week I clocked in at about 57 hours. So 57. Oh, that's pretty good. You had a hell of a lot of overtime. I worked six days. I also just spent a hell of a lot of money, too. Because, you know, when I go down to meet your, your sexy ass, I wanted to look as drippy as possible. So I had to take my ass to the mall and get some get some drip. Hell yeah, you know it, man. Bet you got some good stuff. Oh, I did. I did. You'll see. You'll see. Solid, solid. Well, you'll, my see, you'll see and you'll like it so much. You're going to want to see what's underneath. Whoa, they're polar bear. <laughs> Whoa, they're polar bear. I don't, I don't know about that. We're just going to move on to the next thing, which is uh, my week, actually. Um, thank you for asking, which you didn't ask. Very disappointed. Um, my week has been kind of boring, not going to lie, because I kind of spent most of the week not really doing anything. Haven't had too much work going on. Uh <laughs> kind of uh i've had a, a lot of off days where i can just kind of sit around been playing a lot of apex not gonna lie a lot of apex a lot of uh, a lot of back, watching right? we used to play the hell out of that game yes so much and it's it's actually it's pretty good i'm, I'm getting that that flame that i had for it I'm, and getting reignited it's a pretty good game i'm i'm, I'm enjoying it again not but, gonna uh, lie. You're, you're you're a sweat bro I, you, you're a big sweat on that game i i try to be um I played a lot of Apex and a lot of watched a lot of movies. Actually, got to watch uh, some pretty good movies. Two really good ones, actually. I watched Shutter Island, and I watched The Departed. Both Martin Scorsese movies. Both really good movies, by the way. Anybody, if you have not seen any of those movies, I, I straight up, I really like. I highly recommend. Them. Like they're really good movies. But yeah, who's in uh, Shutter Island? Was it DiCaprio? Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio and Mark Ruffalo. Any any movie that DiCaprio's in is always good. I haven't yeah. seen one movie with him in it that's been bad. Dude, he was in both Shutter Island and uh, The Departed. So, and The Departed was great because The Departed had uh, Leo, Matt Damon, Jack Nicholson. Uh, I believe it's is it Michael Douglas? Yes, yeah, Michael Douglas. 
And yeah, it's it, it was filled filled to the brim with like awesome actors. It was just a really good movie overall. So both really one good of my movies. Uh, one of my favorite movies has Leonardo DiCaprio in it. What movie is that? You, would you like to would you like me to expose myself? Dude, I swear, if you're about to say Titanic. Yeah, it's Titanic. It's dude. I mean, okay, like <laughs> I can't hate too much because Titanic, I think Titanic's a good movie. It's just, bro. You can't. You can't be a bro and have yeah, Titanic. Be hey, okay. Don't don't star. take my don't take my bro honor away just for liking a damn movie now. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not taking it away. I'm just. I don't know. You know. You do you. Different strokes for different folks, I guess. Right. Hey, but that's not the only movies you watched. You're right. We finally we did it. Um, we're gonna we're gonna move on to our uh, well actually before we, before we move on to that just want to cover some things from last week because we made a couple of predictions uh two weeks ago for the Super Bowl and oh, they yeah. uh yeah 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 so um I appreciated the five dollars by the way um you, you know, know told what? you Tom you Brady was gonna win I knew Tom Brady was gonna win got himself his seventh ring and I got five dollars richer I'm a man of my word so, man what can I say yeah I'm I'm glad you followed through with the bet I'm glad we were able to find a reasonable compromise and you didn't even have to ask to me it. either i literally cash after you the five dollars before you, the game was even over I, yeah i was like 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter and you already sent me five dollars and i was like hey awesome that's great um so there <laughs> is that it all in one place man there was that we made that prediction uh i was right on that one and then we made another prediction that was completely wrong and that was for the state farm thing and bro <laughs> we got we got our ankles broke on that one Dude. i for sure thought it was going to be another athlete but it wasn't freaking drake i can't even, you know what we can't even be like completely like bashing ourselves on this one bro state farm literally acted like it was going to be some athlete again they did they it's like you you have you have aaron Rodgers and you have um patrick mahomes how are you going to say that you're going to bring on another elite talent and then bring on a musician like it just doesn't make sense at I first i saw being in a lot of commercials either no at first i saw paul rudd pop up and i was like you, you have ant-man is your other i was like okay i mean i guess and then drake popped up and i was like okay all right so but yeah we were completely wrong on that so but yeah that was kind of last week as a wrap-up super bowl was good wasn't a boring super bowl patrick mahomes got owned halftime show was great but halftime show was great the weekend did an amazing job still one of my favorite i think it's my favorite halftime show that i've seen over watching super bowls for the past 10 years i think the first super bowl i actually ever watched was it was actually the uh Drew Brees and Peyton Manning Saints Colts back in 2009 2010 yeah that was the first Super Bowl I ever watched I think my first Super Bowl was it was a long time ago man I was really young I think it was the Giants Super Bowl in 2008 okay so yeah it's it's been a while but that's that's the thing that was my favorite halftime show but uh not to linger on on last the last two weeks too much we're gonna move on so a monumental moment happened here in the past week, the past three or four days. And that is uh little Ethan here. His his virgin eyes had never been exposed. Hey, you can't be calling me little man. You don't know. He his eyes have never been exposed to the land of J.R.R. Tolkien. He's never <laughs> seen a Middle Earth movie. He has never witnessed Lord of the Rings up until this past week. And he finally got to see it. We watched all three of the movies every day for what I think started Tuesday. No, yeah, we, we finished, started Monday. Well, yeah, yeah, we started, we started Monday. Monday and then we didn't watch it the next day. Yep. And then we went for two towers and then finished Return of the King off last night. 
So finally had all of those movies completed. And the reason why I'm so happy about this is because Ethan doesn't watch movies like uh, like I watch movies. So it's completely different uh, as to how you actually consume them. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, the, old, the, uh, the biggest surprise movie that you ever watched and you actually liked was Star Wars. Because uh, I, I actually, last year was the first time for me watching all the Star Wars. And then I told you how great it was. And then you finally collapsed and you watched it. And that was like your favorite franchise ever. It really so, was. But I'm going to say it. My, you know, my favorite movie of all time was episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Right? Revenge of the Sith, yep. Well, my new favorite movie is episode three, Return of the King. <laughs> episode three, Return of the King. <laughs> Dude, that, that's a surprise. Now, look. Now, the the thing about Lord of the Rings that, like, I really wish I've had somebody that's actually watched the movies and, and watched both Star Wars and Lord of the Rings uh, because... In, in my opinion, with both of those movies, I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. Like, I watched the movies when they first came out when I was little. I was kind of brought up on watching Lord of the Rings. I was never a big Star Wars head. But uh, everybody that I talked to, they all immediately flocked to Star Wars. They all love Star Wars. And the big reason why I think that is because a lot of people grew up on Star Wars, kind of like I did on Lord of the Rings. But I, I feel like the, the, the argument that I want to have with you not necessarily right. an argument, but a discussion, a debate. a debate, is that, I mean, I don't know where you where you would stand on it, but I think in, if, if you were to put Lord of the Rings, the movie, solely the movie, based on what it has in it compared to the Star Wars movies, I would, I would argue that Lord of the Rings is a better movie than Star Wars is, but I believe that what Star Wars idea was for what they had planned could have been so much better than it was. I just think it, the execution on it wasn't as well as it should have been. Well, before I get into that, I'm going to go back to what you were saying, where you're, you were saying why people kind of flock to Star Wars more than they do Lord of the Rings. And yep. I, I think it's because Star Wars kind of has more of like a linear story to it. Whereas with Lord of the Rings, you have to really think about what's going on. There's so much detail put into that movie that you have to pay attention to everything. And I feel like that's where people struggle because like some people can't follow movies like that. And Star Wars, at least in my experience, you know, I watched the hell out of it. My first time watching through, I never really struggled to understand the story or understood what's going on. But when I was watching Lord of the Rings with you, I was asking hella questions because I was super confused of what's going on. And honestly, if I didn't have you there, like guiding me through and like explaining shit that I didn't know about, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. But just the story overall, Lord of the Rings is just a million times better than what Star Wars was. And I, I, I agree with that. I think I think Star Wars, like they, they both follow a similar like story type thing. It's all about a young hero going to save the world type thing. But uh, I think my, my, my thing is that I feel like because I'm not before I used to hate Star Wars because I just I never watched all the movies because I just found it to be boring. But after I had actually gone through and watched them from, you know, the old the what do you call it? The originals. And then you have the prequels, which that's that's a whole brain matter mess in and of itself. Um, yeah, there's just completely different acting on both sides and it's just a completely different looking movie on each side, too. Exactly. And, and that's, that's, that's my, that's my point. My reasoning that I put out there is that Star Wars is more beloved because first of all, 
it was one of the it, it was a groundbreaking movie back in I think it was what was it, the seventies that it came out seventies early eighties yeah so it came out it was a groundbreaking movie you know people had never seen stuff like that before and it made sense why it was so beloved back in the day and then you know we had the prequel trilogy come out um, beginning of two thousands late nineties I think came out in ninety nine and then the rest of it came out in the early two thousands. But my problem with it is that it, they, the idea that, that the movie stands for is great. I just feel like there are inconsistencies with either acting or uh, what can I say, visuals. And just overall, I feel like there's just there, there's there's parts where I'm watching Star Wars and I'm like the whole entire time I'm watching the movie. I see so many of these inconsistencies and I'm just I, I can just point out, oh, yeah, this is this is fake. This is a movie uh, that kind of looks bad. Whenever you have effects that kind of draw you out of the movie, that's what makes a movie watching experience a lot less fun, in my opinion. Now, Star Wars is a fun ride. I enjoyed watching it and I like the lore. I think it's awesome. But at no point in time, whenever I was watching Lord of the Rings, besides some like very minor CGI things, which is few and far between with all the CGI that's in that movie for you to be able to point out only two to three points in the, in, in the entire trilogy and say, Oh, that CGI looked bad. That's fine. In my opinion. But well, I mean, it, with the CGI, you kind of got to give the older star Wars movie some slack because it really was a low budget movie at the time. They couldn't really do much with it. Plus it was the seventies. They can't really, they're still experimenting with the CGI and the effects still. So I feel like you can kind of, disqualify the uh yeah the the original the original movie the original movies yeah i I agree with that 100 like i'm not i'm not i'm not this isn't focused directly on the originals because i feel like the original movies are good just in my opinion uh i don't know it maybe it's just because it doesn't appeal to me like that but i think the original three movies are kind of boring uh in my opinion but well like well like you were saying the story like if they would have done a lot more with the story it could have been so much better because when I was watching Lord of the Rings, I kind of drew a connection and I wasn't going to tell you because I wanted to save it for this podcast. So during all of Star Wars, at least in the prequels I'm going to refer to, Anakin slowly and slowly like turning over the dark side, right? He's slowly wanting more more power. Yep. With Lord of the Rings, they did the same exact thing, but they added more to it. Everybody that holds the ring, they, they get that urge, they get that that drive to go into the dark side sort of like putting the ring on and joining Sauron Mm -hmm. but they did so much more with it and I feel like that's where just Star Wars kind of fell off is they just kind of they went the linear route and they didn't expand on as much as they should have because all that time during Lord of the Rings Frodo is really looking at that ring he really wants to put it on he really wants to just let it take over him but he has to take like (laughs) like Obi-Wan said man you I have don't to know take exactly. the high ground. You have to take the high ground. You gotta, you gotta fight the urge to turn over the dark side. You gotta be good, and that's what Frodo was struggling with the whole game, with the whole, in the whole game, the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, but and, Anakin, on the other hand, he let himself turn over so fast. And it's, yeah, and I mean, it's. I wish I had somebody else who was a super hardcore, like diehard Star Wars fanatic that I could talk to about it. Because, I mean, there's debates about it all the time. And the reason why I always see that Star Wars wins in the debates is because people talk about how it's I, I pure I my, my true belief on it is that Star Wars is as big of a franchise as it is purely based on nostalgia. I can agree on that. I think it's I think it's 100 percent. It's completely based on nostalgia of what it was back in the day and how it was a 
mind bending experience whenever people first watched it because it was something that was new. But I think that ever since they started off after the prequels were made by George Lucas, everything afterwards is garbage. Oh, like, honestly, the only thing I haven't like, I mean, I've heard that the Mandalorian is great. I haven't watched it, but everybody praises it that it's good. But that's like that's like the last good Star Wars movie, good Star Wars thing that was put out. What I guess you could say was the Clone Wars, and that was a cartoon. So the last good Star Wars movie to come out was probably all the way back in what was it, 2002, 2003, whenever Revenge of the Sith came out. Yeah, around the same time, yeah. So it's, I mean, all of the sequel movies like Force Awakens and everything past that, they were just retconning everything. It was basically, let's just kill off all the main characters and start new. And nobody liked that from what I could see. The only people that really didn't care were little kids who weren't invested in the story in the first place. Yeah, and I feel like what they're what they're doing with it now, like what Disney's doing with it now, they got the foundation, they got a good story. They're they're putting it together, but they're not doing it in the same way they were doing it before when George Lucas was a director. Because you don't get that same nostalgia factor when you watch it anymore. It doesn't feel like Star Wars right now. Mm-hmm. And I think even even if, uh, let's say George Lucas was still at the helm, um. I honestly don't know if storytelling after Return of the Jedi would actually be good per se. Like I, I don't know because I feel like obviously the linear storytelling in the beginning and the 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 original trilogy is very just basic, cut to the bone. Like there's no like, like there's one story. There's not like not everybody has their really in depth, super in depth backstory, especially even back in the day because. It's just the, the the way that it was, but I feel like a lot of it was just kind of sticking with whatever that story was. The main Star Wars story is it's kind of just feeding off of into the back into the past. Like if you noticed, a lot of these shows that are coming out are all dealing with the past. They're not necessarily anything new in the future. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like what they could have done and what they should have done, and they even still have time to do it, is go back and make a direct sequel to Return of the Jedi. See exactly what Luke does. See exactly what happens. Like and I don't understand. I don't understand why that idea just kind of flew over their head. Because I feel like that's kind of what people wanted. There just needs there needs to be a continuation of it, and I, I think that they could work better on it. I just feel like Star Wars in in total it, it has a warm spot in everybody's heart. People like it because of the story. People like it because of the simplicity. People like it because of the fantasy, you know, star star aspect of being out in space, that aspect of it. They love it for all of that, but it's just, I feel like there are parts that it could be a way better movie, and I feel like people need to hold it to that same standard that they hold any other movie. If, if you went and you watched a new movie nowadays, and you walk in and you see CGI that looks like utter garbage, and or you notice that somebody's acting is really bad, it draws away from the movie. And people hold that movie accountable for it, that if they go and they watch the movie and they say, oh, wow, this movie was garbage. Uh, I mean, for example, I guess uh, a recent example you can use is uh, they had the Ghostbusters movie that came out, the all-female Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. People didn't like that. Mainly, uh, it had a few reasons, mainly because it wasn't the main cast, but I've also heard that the, the acting was was bad. And it draw it drew away from the movie. People weren't interested in it. It's just whenever you have stuff like that, people hold those movies accountable. They hold every movie accountable for it besides Star Wars. And I think yeah, that there's and, not a reason. In the prequels, especially the yeah, you, acting was not was not the best. There doesn't need to be special allowances made for the movies. Like 
honestly like people are like oh my gosh the prequel the the prequels are so great and i agree the prequels are great but that's not true it's the prequel is great return of the uh, revenge of the sith is the only good prequel movie uh phantom menace is garbage attack of the clones i wouldn't go that far boring and in my opinion i think it is because it's just like there's so many errors in it like you even have you have liam neeson in the movie and i think he has some of the worst acting in the entire movie in my opinion, next to, I mean, no offense to him, but uh, the kid who had to play Anakin. Oh, yeah, that kid, that dude went to jail, man. Do you know that? Yeah, he's he's like a crackhead now. Yeah, but well, like, that's what all, I'm saying. I just them, feel like if they had bad acting, it was just like it wasn't did. it wasn't a good movie. But sorry, go ahead. I feel like they had big name actors in there at some point. They had Liam Neeson. They had Samuel Jackson, but they didn't get much screen time. And I don't know if it was like a budget thing, but I feel like if they gave them more major roles and put them on the screen more, there would, the movie would have just blown up even more because, not going to lie, the acting in the prequels was, was really bad, man. Like Hayden Christensen, he got it towards the end in Revenge of the Sith, but during Attack of the Clones, oh my, oh my goodness, it's really hard to watch sometimes. I'm not even going to lie. It's it's all it's all just cringy like acting and just all in all it's just it's not really that great and I I understand that people are like this is the main thing that I that I, I bring up and it's that Fellowship of the Ring came out in two thousand I believe two thousand two thousand one wait before and, we get into uh Lord yeah. of the Rings can I make a shout out real quick yeah go ahead all right best actor in the whole prequels Natalie Portman I love you if you ever want to get in contact with me. Dude, no, I'm not. I was just about to put my phone number out there, but that's probably not a good idea. No, <laughs> dude, Natalie Portman did a good job as Padme, but you can't, you can't disrespect Ewan McGregor like that. You can't. He he was the well, best you, actor. Well, well, you know why I'm saying she's the best. She's not the best actor. Yeah, but she was I know very, what you, very I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Is I think the best actors. It's either Ewan McGregor, McGregor, Ewan McGregor, McGregor. <laughs> Ewan or Ian Ma- McDermott. Yeah, Ewan McGregor or Ian McDermott. He was Palpatine. Palpatine, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Either of those two, those were the best actors in the entirety of it. I can agree. Hundred percent. Rest of them is just cringiness. Just not. I. I feel like there's a difference. I don't. I don't know why, but I feel like just watching in watching Lord of the Rings. I'm sure you probably noticed it, but every single actor knew what the hell they were doing. They did, and they put their heart into it. You can tell they were. They literally felt like they were in that story. You could tell. And they did. They they acted with it with watching any of the star wars i can usually tell that they're acting or there are parts where it's just like okay yeah it's a little it's a little janky but uh the big thing that i want to point out and it's it's the biggest thing that draws from the movies for me especially the prequels for example is the special effects and I, i know that there needs to be allowances that are made for certain movies for what they have and the time that they have and the budget and all this stuff but Lord Fellowship of the Ring had a cave troll. It had armies of orcs. It had all of this CGI that was put into it. And that's not even counting Two Towers and Return of the King, where they literally had the hugest armies ever seen on like a movie screen at that point. All of that was done. It was huge. Because here's the thing is that I believe uh, Fellowship came out in 2001, Two Towers in 2002, and then Return of the King in 2003. All of these movies were start. They started filming back in the late '90s, 
So it was like 98, 99. So around the time that Star Wars was being pushed out, like Phantom Menace was being pushed out, Fellowship and all that stuff was being filmed and they were starting to work on it and they were in the you know post-production for it. My question is, I mean, I've, I've heard that there are reasonings behind it, but the CGI between Lord of the Rings and Star Wars is completely different. Completely different. One looks completely like somebody went into uh, a CG, uh, you know, CG animator, and they just pulled up and threw up some some CG sprites, some and, explosions. Yeah, and some explosions, and they didn't do like some. I mean, it's it's just it's a mess whenever it comes to special effects. And I've heard that the reasons being is because George Lucas wanted to come up with his own technology and blah 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 to get it looking right. But it's just I I don't get it. With with Star Wars was an established name at the time, uh, like it had a lot of drive. People knew that Star Wars was good. It had a big you know movie theater presence. So it, it should have it had a huge following behind it. Yeah. yeah. So it should have it should have been able to garner the money to be able to get its effects right and to get its actors right and to get a good script put out there. But it just didn't. It just I think it fell short. It felt all, rushed. Yeah, it felt like it was rushed in all those aspects, and it was just kind of weird. And people, I mean, for example, one of our friends, I talked to him. He says, "Well, the reason Lord of the Rings was good was because Lord of the Rings had so much more money, and it was just it was it was given like I mean, maybe it did. I haven't looked up the the money that was raised for it or how they were able I'll to give get you it. a fact check while you talk right now. Okay, but uh, I mean, you had George Lucas who had already been seen as successful for his movies of star Wars back in the seventies, eighties. And then you have Lord of the Rings, which was filmed by Peter Jackson. And he started out, he does, he's not even actually, he never went to school for directing. He just started off by making short films and stuff with his friends and kind of came on to film Lord of the Rings. So I don't, I don't know how that money was found or how big the budget was, the budgeting difference between the movies were. Wow. What? So, for episode one, The Phantom Menace, the budget was $115 million. The budget for Fellowship of the Ring was $93 million. $93 million. Are you serious? I, yeah, that's what I'm looking at. So the budgeting for it is completely lopsided. So you, that's, there's extra money there for that. And the CG still looks better in Lord of the Rings than it does in Phantom Menace. All right, what, 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 are, the, what are the numbers for Two Towers and Attack of the Clones? So, I don't know, that's telling me how much it grossed. That's telling me how much it grossed. I'm still trying to figure out the uh, the budget for Two Towers real quick. But, yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying, though, with how everybody's so biased towards Star Wars just because of the nostalgia factor. I feel like that's just ultimately what it comes down to. Yep. So, yeah, so, yeah you're right. It was $93 million. Uh, for Lord of the Rings, that Two was, Towers was ninety four million, and Return of the King was also ninety four million. So both of the movies were all filmed in for under a hundred million dollars. Now the box office uh, fellowship got eight hundred eighty eight million dollars. Attack of the Clones budget was one hundred twenty million. Revenge of the Sith was one hundred thirteen million. So, I mean, I guess that justifies my point that there is no excuse for why those movies did not look better. Yeah, there really isn't. It was just, I felt like it, it was just lazy at some points and it was just felt rushed and it just felt like there wasn't as much heart put into it. So, yeah, I can see that. And for, I mean, you still have all of the Hobbits to watch. The Hobbits, uh, 
budget. You know those budgets. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. The Hobbit's budget, the, just the first Hobbit, its budget was 180 million dollars. Wow. So, and it actually made over, I believe it was what, a hundred million dollars, something like that. Or it made, it made over that. It made it to like the billion dollar club or something like that. No, was it the billion? I don't even know what it was, but it's a special club for like only certain movies have made it for however much money that it, it grosses. But yeah, I, I don't want to sit here and linger on the topic of Lord of the Rings versus Star Wars. I just feel like it was one of those things that it's, it's Lord of the Rings doesn't it had to be said it, it, in my opinion it had to be said there's not enough credit that's given to Lord of the Rings and there's a little too much credit that's given to Star Wars whenever people you can't you can't be sideways judgmental on movies if you're not going to be putting the same sort of effort into bashing on an, another so I don't know hey, and, th- and this had to mean something too because you know me man I was really big into Star Wars Star Wars was my shit I talked so highly of it but as soon as I got into watching soon as i got done watching these movies i started realizing what an actual movie feels like yeah you get you get to see how it's it's actually supposed to like at i mean lord of the rings do i think it's the best trilogy i personally do think it's the best trilogy do i think it's the best movie by no means i don't think it's the best movie but i think that in terms of going against some of these other movies especially the you know i mean in early 2000s you had star wars you had chronicles narnia you had harry potter you had the matrix yeah, Lord of the Rings. I mean, you had so many of these trilogies coming out and these just big movies being put out there. People had to pick sides, but I just feel like Lord of the Rings always gets pushed off to the side because I feel like, one, people who say that haven't watched the movie for sure. They've never actually watched the movie. They're probably somebody that watches a movie, and if it doesn't have constant explosions, constant gunfire, constant things to just drag their puny little brains across the screen to pay attention to it, <laughs> then they're not going to like the movie. Uh, because they just can't keep up with it for some reason. And I don't I don't get that. And it's just, I don't know. I digress. I just had to get that off my chest because I just, I just feel like it had to be said, you know? Don't lie, man. You're a little so, bit pressed. I'm a little bit pressed because I can't tell you how many arguments I used to have to have back in the day whenever I was a little kid. And I would try to be reasonable about it. I'd be like, hey, I'd give them the point on Lord of the Rings. And then I'd have a bunch of kids who've never seen Lord of the Rings and who've only watched Star Wars. And they're like, oh, Star Wars is so great and i'm like yes star wars is good but star wars is not great it just it's it's never met it's never met its full potential it has potential right now star wars has potential if star wars if the prequels and the originals were filmed on the same material that they have right now that they filmed all of the sequel movies with here in the past 10 years objectively it would be on the same tier of lord of the rings if they were to get that acting that script and the visuals and everything down together and put the movie together it would be great that's just so so surprising to me, man. That budget was so much higher in Star Wars compared to Lord of the Rings. I'm actually I'm I'm super surprised at that. I would I would have assumed that it I would have assumed that Lord of the Rings would have been just a little bit higher. Literally you can watch a five hour movie that was that only cost ninety three million and it's a fucking ten out of ten movie. So I'm I'm surprised about that. And look, anybody that is listening, I know that you might have the, the thought to say, well, listen, the visuals and all that and the acting doesn't really mean too much. You have to focus on the storytelling has to be what is what is amazing. And I mean, I'll just call it that's that's BS 100 percent, because if you were only focused on storytelling and you didn't care about acting or visuals, then read a book. Yeah, read a book. I mean everybody says that they don't care about that and they really care about the storytelling but they only watch movies that have good effects good acting good anything i mean you wouldn't sit through a movie that looks like garbage it's just not gonna happen so 
anyways, I think we've had our talk about Lord of the Rings. And Star Wars. Yeah, I, I, you know, you said it was going to be a debate and you said it was going to be an argument, but we basically agreed on everything. Yeah, I was surprised. I was thinking that you would side with Star Wars a little bit more because I feel like it's more of your thing to kind of, uh, I feel like Star Wars is more of your jam because I feel like that's a change of heart, man. So but, that last movie hit me different, bro. If it wasn't for Return of the King, I probably would have argued a lot more, but that movie was so fucking good. So you think Return of the King is better than Fellowship then? I hundred percent, in my okay. opinion, I it was so good. I got you, I got you. Just just the epilogue and just dude, the speech at the end before the fucking oh my god, dude, I'm telling you, bro, Aragorn's speech that whenever I watched that as a kid, dude, that gave me chill bumps. It still gives me chill bumps when I listen to it. I get like little goosebumps up my back. I'm like, oh, chill sh-. bumps. I'm like, let's go. Yeah, it's awesome, dude. This dude calls them chill bumps. You get chills. Don't you? Yeah, I don't call them chill bumps though, but I do call them something weird and not many people call them. You know you know how it's goosebumps, right? Yeah. I used to call them goose pimples. Goose pimples? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> goose pimples. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's 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 pretty weird. Um so we also um uh, I'm I'm glad we got that settled. I'm real I'm glad we got that settled and out of the way. So we've had our movie talk. So now we have this other conversation that I want to venture into. And it has to do with kind of a, this is our next segment, by the way. We finished our pop culture segment right there at the middle, but we're moving on to the next one. This one is known as Real Talk, all right? Real Talk. Real Talk. And this is going to be for just, it's something that I kind of, I want to talk about. And I know that you can get along with it as two. It is two. Man, I'm just, I'm out of it today. But. Man, who knew a week off could do it to you? Yeah, we're, we're talking about just the world and how it is today, specifically the United States. Um, Obviously the last couple of years have been very polarizing for opposite sides of the country. But the biggest thing that I I wanted to talk about is it's a topic that I'm, I'm really passionate about because like I see a side of the country that I think other people don't see. And my, my thing is bro is the struggle. Okay. And what I mean by that is, I mean, I'm growing up. I'm doing my things. You know, I'm 21. Uh, you're almost 21 too. So it's like we're we're at the point where I mean I'm getting ready to move out, start doing my own thing, and, and get out there in the world. And you're going to be doing that too. There's a lot of other people. And what I've realized through working jobs here in the past couple of uh, years, I mean I've been working since I was 17, but I've noticed that a lot of jobs aren't paying enough money, in my opinion. And maybe it's not that they're not paying enough money for the work, but it's, they're paying some people too much. They're paying some people too much and they're paying the people that actually do work a little too less. And now let me be clear. <laughs> do the Obama. Uh, let me be clear. Uh, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, I, I just want to be clear with it. I am not. I, I, I believe capitalism. I, I, I believe in a capitalist society. I think that personally, I think that that's, it makes the most sense, obviously. I want to define that for some people that don't know what that is. Well, I think most of the people that are, I mean, with, with the climate that I we live so. in today, I if, if you so. don't know the difference between capitalism and socialism, then, I mean, you got a problem because it's literally forced down your throat every every day, essentially. Yeah, through, yeah literally. Through, through if you media, watch the news any day. Then, then you're getting it pushed down your throat. But by no means do I think capitalism is the best, you know, system that we have. But it is what we have. It currently works right now. It has been stable for us. But I also, I understand what people 
say on the other side whenever they're talking about socialism, why people think that socialism would be a great idea. And that's because a lot of people don't make enough money. Um, I mean, once I've got, I've gotten to the point where I can see how much car insurance costs or you see how much rent costs, you see how much all of these other bills cost. Dude, it's insane because like you can't make, I don't know how some of these people are making minimum wage jobs. Like for example, I live in Georgia and our current minimum wage is $7 and 25 cents. That's ridiculous, man. It's, it's completely, it's backwards. So, uh, for example, I mean, I, I don't know if I want to put up money figures, but let's say, for example, you work at a job. Um, let's throw it out there. 13, 12 to $13 an hour, a job. If you get about, let's say 25 hours, 30 hours a week, especially right now in the COVID times, uh, because you you know you're gonna have your hours cut back and stuff for some people, uh, twenty five to thirty hours a week making twelve to thirteen dollars an hour grants you about, and let's say you get paid in a two week pay period that grants you about six hundred seven hundred eight hundred dollars. All right, within that period within that two weeks. That's a big. You went six to seven to eight, depending on your hours fluctuating. If you're you know I was putting myself a, a decent gap in between, but if you're making that much money. That is, you know, obviously you'd be making about $1,600 a month, $1,600 to pay for some people's rent, some people's car insurance, food, gas, anything you want to do in between. That is not a lot of money for what people have to do. That's enough to just barely get by. That's man. enough to barely get by. And that, that's what I'm saying. And that's, it, it's, it's, I feel like it's a real subject that not people, that people aren't talking about and people aren't. Like, I mean, they're talking about it, but they're not talking, they're not talking about it, if you know what I mean. Like, it's arguing, and it's jumping down other people's throats. If you have a varying opinion on something, people aren't actually discussing it and trying to find a way to get past it. They really aren't. So, I mean, what's your take on it? I mean, I I understand why people want this... I'm not trying to get into this, but I feel like it has to be mentioned. The $15 an hour for the national minimum wage, we all heard about it. Yep. I mean, I wish, I really do wish that could go through and there'd be no problems. But I feel like instead of doing that, why not just cut back on some of the people making hell of a lot more money than most of the employees there? I'm not saying cut their payback all the way and like make them make about the same amount we are. But like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I I agree with that. I think... I think that is the biggest issue that we have just overall. And, and, you know, I've, I've heard, uh, trust me, I do a lot of listening to other podcasts, other people who are expressing their opinions on it. And I know that people say, well, if you're an employee and you work for, let's say nine, $10 an hour and your boss who you see do nothing relatively, they carry the financial burden if the country if the company goes under then they have to pay all that they hold the risk in the scenario trust me i've heard it from all these people that's understandable but the issue that i have is that how are you going to justify you making like i it's almost like you going out and having a whole lot of food and you're eating it in front of starving people um, I mean, that's a pretty good analogy. Yeah, it's, that's it's, basically how it. That's basically how it is, to be honest. Yeah, it's kind of like the equivalent of that. It's like you, 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 you yourself are super wealthy and you have all this money, 
and you were blessed with it. And granted, you can say, yes, you worked for it. And I agree with that. If you work for your money, then that is your money and you deserve to have it. But there's a complete difference whenever the system is, is gamed in a way that it is helping you succeed more than it is helping people that are trying to step into it succeed. Because it's like, okay, why is somebody going to come and want to work? Like, how can you justify somebody coming and working and making your store run while you at the top make, you know, a uh, six-figure salary a year while they barely make under 25000 maybe if they're lucky, $20,000 a year? Especially with companies that make a hell of a lot of money too, like big name companies. Yeah, and it, I, I think that that's, that's where there's an issue right now and people don't see it. People look at it as uh, a political game. Uh, like, you know, the Republican Party, Democrats, nobody can find a way to just work together and find a way to work something out because there, there is a middle ground. Now, I'm no like major whenever it comes to economics or anything like that, but I feel like there is a way to find a middle ground where we can work something out because honestly whenever you're making just enough money to pay for bills to pay for anything which is insane mind you when you're barely making money like that you're not living you're surviving you know that, that's all it is so you're not living your life you're just barely getting by yeah and you're scraping the bottom of the barrel every two weeks and it shouldn't be that way like it uh, i feel like Obviously, you need you need to be responsible. You need to make sure that your money is, is kept. You need to make sure you're saving your money up. You just be a, a financially responsible individual, and you're good to go. But the the issue is that it's just like people like you can't get that jump start to where you can do that because you're spending all your money every every two weeks. Yeah, and I mean it's every like month. granted, it's like okay, some people can say, well, caper. Let's say hypothetically, hypothetically, you you have a. Uh, you have enough money to pay all your bills, to pay for your food, pay for your gas, and you have $200 left over. And those are like the money that you have spent is essential on what you have to use. Like you have to, you know, you, your essentials are food. So like, let's say you're getting food, like canned food, food to make at your house. Your essentials are gas. Your essentials are your bills, stuff that you have to have. And then you have $200 on the side. And it's like, well, it's just, it, it's simple. Just save that $200 on the side. And it's like, okay, now mind you, that $200 on the side is per month. Okay, so if you only have $200 left on the side amongst all of your other expenses, the end of the year, you're still like barely making, you're, you're barely netting any money. Like you, you barely have a little bit. Like that's that's enough that you could get back in a tax return. Yeah, and you never know what those $200 are going to go towards. You never know what could happen. Your car could break down. $200 isn't enough to repair a car. Also, your rent might get raised where you're living. Your utilities might skyrocket. Like You never know what's going to happen, so that $200 ain't really shit. And it's it's not it's not something to, to live on, and it's not something that you can. And I just, I mean, I just think the, uh, I don't know, it, 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 it bothers me because I know how people feel. And I know what people's mindsets are. So whenever I see people screaming at each other and, and just being just like, you know, just completely nasty. I mean, what we see nowadays in the, the political climate, what we see with all the people on social media and everything like that, it's uncalled for. But at the same point in time, I understand why people feel the way that they feel. Because to them, it sounds like an amazing idea. To them, they are the ones being affected by it. That or they just hop on the bandwagon, bandwagon and they just like being mad because they can be mad. And the sad part is that's probably most people nowadays too. Yeah. And it's, but it's honestly, I mean, it makes sense. It's just people have to work together and, you know, 
there has to be a way to fix it. And that's some real talk. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to touch something, touch on something else real quick. Yeah, go like, ahead. I go understand. I understand that, like, when you're working in, say, just any kind of job that you can get about 16, 17 years old, I get there's going to be managers and then higher up managers and then it just goes on and on and on. And I do understand that most people that are in those positions, they worked exactly what we did and they worked their way up to those positions. But it also comes to the fact to where like, yeah, you're making a hell of a lot more now because you got promoted and you're at the top now. But don't you understand that you went through that same struggle we're going through and you're seeing a struggle probably more than you did because of pricing's going up, inflation, all that. Mm -hmm. Don't you want to help? Don't you want to help out a little bit? Don't you want to pay us a little bit more because you understand what it's like getting paid that shitty ass fucking price? Yeah, exactly. And it's. I just don't understand the the thought process behind it and and how it works. Like, I mean, I, it makes sense that people obviously people are always going to be paid more than somebody else because it's you're paid based on upon your work. But at the same yeah, point, that's, in time, that's another thing I was going to touch on. Like yeah. uh, getting paid seven dollars an hour, or whatever your minimum wage was like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But it also should depend on all the work ethic. Like if you see somebody just not caring about their job and they're just slacking off every day, not doing their job. Hell yeah, they deserve to make $7 an hour. If they're not going to put it into work, they can make fucking $5 an hour for all I care. But like when you see someone that's really trying hard at their job and you see they're really busting their ass coming into work every day, just nonstop working, but they're getting paid the same amount as a guy that's sitting there slacking off. What type of shit is that? Yeah, it's it's it doesn't make sense. It's kind of like one of those things where it's like if you have a football team that goes back and back, back to back to back to win the Super Bowl, and it's almost like having that, but paying the players all the same amount of money and paying the coach the most. It's like it's another good analogy yeah. because without the players, the coach would be nothing. But I also get that without the without the coach, the players wouldn't be as good. Yeah, the players but wouldn't the, be as good. But the but players it, are what are what like the players are what put out make, on the field. The players are what make it go. It's like you can't you a car can't run unless all the bearings and gas. everything. Yeah, if it can't run if it doesn't have gas and it can't run if everything's not greased up and oiled up like it's supposed to. If you just like rely on one thing and you you focus your your priorities on one thing, then the rest of it's not going to run as well. So, I don't know, you know, maybe in our lifetime we'll see something change. We'll see something change here maybe soon uh so people can live cuz I feel like that's the the biggest problem biggest theory thing that I have on life and that I will bestow upon all of the is I don't know I feel like people need to live life more I feel like too many people will spend spend their time surviving and spend less of their time living I feel like at the end of your days when you're on your deathbed or when your time is done that you should be able to look back on your life as a whole as a big present for you should you should be happy with what you lived in. And the sad part is that some people are okay just working nine to five every day, making that shitty wage and just surviving. Basically, they're fine with that. They do that till the day they die, and, and I don't understand that. Well, into that is because that's honestly, it's uh, it's a boomer mindset. Uh, it's it's that's the mindset that's been bestowed upon the younger generation since the beginning of time. Is that that's kind of what they've been taught, and that's what's ingrained into them. So they think that that's what life's supposed to be. But life has a lot more to offer. There's a lot more things that you can do than to just survive. You don't have to and always like a, yeah. work. You don't always have to work and barely make it by to survive. It's just not fun. I feel like people should be able to die 
happy knowing that they got to spend their life well as opposed to struggle. It's just not how it works. And I mean, people wonder, I mean, honestly, it makes no sense. And I, I don't condone it at all, but I don't see how a government can, uh, can look and, and say, yeah, it's okay. If our people are making this small wage, um, it's fine. And then they go and they wonder, wow, why do people sell drugs? Why do people go and do things on the black by, market? Man, they need they need the extra money. Exactly. And it's like, I mean, people make more money that way. Like, I mean, shoot. We see we see it everywhere. I mean, people who sell who do all this illegal crap, they're making more money than people who are actually doing it the right way. They really are, and that's the sad part. And you also gotta focus on the one percent in the world, like the big names, Elon Musk, Jess Bezos. Look how much money they have, man. Yeah. billions upon, upon billions of dollars and i get it they're part of companies that people rely on every single day but i feel like they can run them just as well minus a couple billion dollars like that shit gets ridiculous after a while and yeah and i feel like that money could be going towards our workers and that money could be going towards the people that are struggling the people that have kids and are trying to raise them working these nine to five jobs having to work two jobs value I just think that the our, our dollar, our money is decreasing in value and that our people should recognize people for the work that they are working for. Like, I'm sorry, if, if you get paid $7 an hour, okay. Uh, now, granted, it's a very small percentage of people that get paid $7 an hour. Like, mind you, like Georgia's got like just a whack, whack minimum wage. But if you're getting paid $7 an hour, think about this, an hour of your time, let's say you get paid $7 an hour to uh, guide people, I don't know, you have to guide people into our, uh, that's a bad analogy. Let's say you're a bank teller and you're making $7 an hour. This is just all hypothetical. For every second that you're sitting there, you're constantly talking to people all the time. You have to deal with people that are angry about their bank accounts. You have to get people that want you to help them with their situations. You're sitting here constantly talking to somebody for an entire hour and you get $7.25. That $7.25, that hour of your time is worth a Big Mac meal at McDonald's. Exactly. And with the bank teller, especially you're helping people be better financially, but yet you can't financially like help yourself because you're stuck in that job. Yeah. But it's just, it, it's, it's the whole purpose that people don't understand the value of your time versus your money. And, and that's the thing that I look at. I mean, with the amount of money that I make, it's like barely making it by, you know, it's, I mean, it's good for what it is, but I mean, it's barely making it by I mean, We both, you know, <laughs> are in the same situation, but it's like, if, if you work for an hour and you're doing something and you're working really hard for that entire hour, I mean, that's, it's kind of crazy that you can work for an entire hour and say, well, you you go and you get lunch and you come back and that entire hour is just erased because that hour of your work was just enough to fill you up. You know, I don't know. I just feel like there's inconsistencies with it, but had to throw that out there. That was our real talk for the day. I think we need something to lighten the mood a little bit, man. Yeah. So, um, glad we could have that discussion. If y'all have any questions about this or, you know, y'all want to drop anything, make sure to drop them in the comments. We are actually posting to our Instagram now. By the time this goes up, all of our videos here will be up on our YouTube channel at Somewhat Sociable Podcast. And we will also have uh, posts that are being made up at Somewhat Sociable Podcast 
on Instagram. So if you have any questions, anything like that, make sure to drop them below. We'd love to, we'd love to hear other opinions. Dude, that'd be awesome though. I, that's one of my favorite things is just to listen to other people's opinions on these types of things, just to see how other people think. Like I would love if somebody just dropped a question or two. I agree. And you know, it would also really, really help if y'all were to drop ideas for the podcast down below to you. Cause that would be beautiful. Seriously, please. That would be, <laughs> that would be beautiful. Please. We're begging you. We're on our knees right now. Yes. The podcast ideas are barren. So anyways, to brighten the mood up, we are on to crazy news stories. All right, bro. All right, you don't got to do all that now. Sorry, I had to had to make it sound official. So come on now. We're going to start this off here real quick. What this pod, uh, what we're doing here with this segment is we're just going to pull up some crazy news stories from uh, it can be the week or it can be whenever, but. The easiest way to find yourself a good news story is to go into the Google search bar or any search bar. Uh, if you're not using Google, then you're a weirdo. Um, and just <laughs> search up. Bing. Yeah, search up your state and then search up man afterwards. So, for example, for me. <laughs> Some of this shit. For me, for example, yeah, I would search up Georgia man and check the news article to see what happens. So I checked it and I didn't find any ones that were really funny for my state for the time that I was looking at it. Um, there's something about like, I think the funniest one was a guy got mad and he like drove his car into his, into a house, some random house. And then he got out and then he set the car on fire and burnt the house down because it hurt his car. Um, Bro. yeah, that, I mean, so take it out on the house. So that, that was the funniest thing. That was the funniest story from Georgia, but I was able to find some from our, you know, our, our connected state, Florida, which is everybody's favorite, right? Florida man, which is a meme. Oh, Florida man is a big meme. So we are going to start this one off. I have this story right here and I will read it. So this is from Gainesville, Florida. A Florida man has been charged with felony battery after local authorities alleged that he punched his girlfriend in the face for changing the channel during Super Bowl 55. All right. Before before I put my input in there, what quarter was it? Does it say? No, it doesn't say. I don't, I don't think they specified it. I mean, okay. I don't know if it's really uh, <laughs> I don't know if it makes a difference. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. So according to the arrest, 55 year old Thomas White and his girlfriend began arguing after she changed the channel away from the championship battle between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Aluchua, <laughs> what the hell? Aluchua County Sheriff investigator stated that White began to punch the victim in the face, resulting in cuts on her face and chin. A bloody nose. Wait, he punched her more than once? Apparently, it said punch. Oh my but god! But now it is it is multiple. This dude put a bully beat down on her, uh, swollen wrist and hand. Deputies also discovered substantial amount of blood droplets on the ground and on the wall. Damn, dude! So obviously, it wasn't over, one over punch. A, over a game that was just a blowout, anyways. Oh, what the dude, fuck? He, was, he he went off. Okay. He must have been a Chiefs fan. White, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's taken after Kareem. I actually know if it's in Florida, then it's Tampa Bay, but... Uh, White told deputies that the victim was running her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Slapped him and swung at him She's during like, their this argument. this damn game. I'm trying to watch Teen Mom too. It says uh, she was running her mouth. She slapped him and swung at him during their argument. He claimed her actions prompted him to defend himself, but deputies said White's lack of visible injuries indicate that his account of the event is not consistent with physical evidence. White's also has previous conviction of felony battery involving a pregnant victim. Fox News oh reported. Oh my goodness. So. This is going away for a while. Homie, home, he's not in a good position. So that's a pretty funny Florida man story. Not, How not, old was he? Uh, 55. No, 50, God, 54. Man. 54. 
No, he is 55. You're that old? Yo, what are the odds? And he's, you're freaking he, out over he's a game? 55, and he was watching Super Bowl 55. What do you know? Maybe that's why he was so mad. So It's my Super Bowl. Yeah, homie, homie went off. Uh, that's pretty funny. So uh, what do you have for Michigan, man? All right. All right. So you weren't able to find anything from Georgia, but I got a doozy, bro. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm okay. scrolling through these. Most of these are pretty normal, like people passing away in crashes, all the sad stuff. But then I got to page two, and here's what I see. Police search for Michigan man after he pooped in unlocked vehicles. (laughs) (laughs) He just dropped in and just would poop in unlocked vehicles? Like, was this all in the same area? It's in Warren, Michigan, which isn't that far away from me. It's only only a few counties away. It says, police are on the lookout for a Michigan man who has been pooping in unlocked vehicles in Warren over the last few months. This dude hasn't been caught, and he's been doing it for months. Oh, he still hasn't been caught? Dude, no, he's on the loose. Lock your car, bro. Dude, what? No, you got to lock your car. What are you talking about? I'm good. I'm a couple states away, so I think I'm fine. Dude, he could be going down, to, he could be going down somewhere warmer so those fucking shits could dude, cook he, in the car. He could be actively shitting in your car as we speak. What do you mean? Oh, shit, my I, dude, I did unlock, I did leave my car unlocked. Uh, any more on the story? It says the first incident happened in November at Mister Fr- Mister Friendly Auto Service when some employees discovered poop inside of a van they were storing in their lot before they had a chance to work on it. Imagine, imagine the man the employee. now known as the serial pooper. The serial pooper. <laughs> Oh my god. Hits auto shops and garages and looks for unlocked cars to poop in. Dude, does he not know what a bathroom is? Like Bro, there's surveillance footage of him like crouched over like with his ass inside somebody's Are you serious? car. Yes. No way. <laughs> I swear to God, dude. And he has these napkins and bro, he wipes, right? And he just leaves them in the parking lot. Dude, what a mad lad. What an actual like, what mad the man. Fuck? The serial what else, what else is there on here? Oh, hold up. The second incident, <laughs> the second, second incident occurred in January. So he waited a while until he struck again. He had to, he had to really think this out. So the second incident occurred in January at a tire shop when the serial pooper found a car that was unlocked due to an electrical problem. Those are the only two times he struck, but he has been seen two other times lurking around cars looking for unlocked doors. Dude, he's like fucking... You gotta keep an eye out, man. He's like Bigfoot. It's like an urban legend. It is. When is when are we gonna spot him? Dude, you're gonna have a... Uh, I could see you, you, like, telling, like, a story around, like, a campfire with a flashlight around your face. And some say oh he's God. still shitting in cars to this very day. Oh, wait. There's a bright side to this, though. What's that? It says he has been caught on camera a couple times, but no one has ever been able to identify him yet. And one of the times he was on camera, he was seen throwing away sanitary wipes in a dumpster after dropping one in an unlocked car. <laughs> so he cares enough properly to dispose of his sanitary wipes, but at the same time enjoys pooping in other people's cars. What the heck is this all about? What a man. At least, you know, at least he has his limits. Uh, you know what? You, you gotta give him that, right? He recognizes his limits. So, um, okay. I've got, uh, you got another story that you want to do? Because I think I'll do one more. Let's, let's hear yours. Okay. So this one was actually in, I was I don't know if it was, well, I mean, it was in the, the news, but it was um, on Instagram. I saw it as a meme. Uh, it's funny. So Florida police are on the hunt Friday for a convicted felon accused of stealing an engagement ring and wedding bands from his girlfriend and then using the jewelry to propose to another girl. 
Damn, what a cheapskate bastard. What a man. Joseph L. Davis, a 48-year-old who went by the alias Joe Brown or, and Marcus Brown uh, to separate women in, oh, to separate women in Orange County. Oh, so one, his name was Joe to one woman and then Marcus to the other. Okay. Oh, he had the aliases. Yeah, respectively. He has a warrant out for his arrest by the Volusia County Sheriff's Office on a felony charge of grand theft. Police say both women have since dumped Davis after learning of the infidelity and are now working with investigators in each other to help bring him into custody. So I just thought that was kind of funny. What an absolute player. Dude, a Chad. That dude's a mad dog. A Chad. He was like... He really is a Chad. He just went and just snatched the engagement ring from one girl and said, all right, He's also a piece of shit. Yes. <laughs> he is. <laughs> but he is... Just straight up, he's a piece of shit. He is a funny one, though. But, okay, you, you, uh, you got another one? Yeah, I kind of had to follow you down the Florida train because I was the only funny one in Michigan. Okay. So I'm scrolling through the Florida ones. And I was scrolling for a while until I came across this one. <laughs> I just thought I just thought the title was really funny. Florida man shines a laser at sheriff's helicopter, leads officers to him and his meth, deputy <laughs> said. <laughs> to him and his meth. He's like, guys. And his meth. Bring it on. Bring it on. He's shining it like, you want some meth? Y'all want some meth? Come down here. You can park in my backyard. You see, I doubt that he was probably, you know, does, is there any more to the story other than the, the, just the Yeah, title? there is. Okay, go ahead with it. A Florida man who pointed a who pointed a laser at a sheriff's helicopter led authorities to him and his baggie of methamphetamine. Deputy said Thursday, Stephen Walter Gladu, he's thirty three. He had the drugs in his pocket when he shined the green light three times at the pilot, temporarily blinding him early Monday. Temporarily <laughs> blinding the office, him. I think what it means by that is like blinding him so he couldn't see anything. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, but one of the officers, he had a quote on the, on his Facebook page or on the uh, the sheriff's office Facebook page, and he says, "Glad you led us right to yourself, Steve." <laughs> That's awesome. And this dude is this dude trying to make up the excuse that he was just out with his friend looking at the stars, bro. That's a crack. He was just pointing you. at the stars, bro. I bet this laser, right? I bet this laser can reach all the way to the fucking stars, bro. All messed out. That is a crackhead for you. It really is. But you know we needed this, bro. After that big ass Star Wars and Lord of the Rings talk and after that deep talk, we needed this. Serious talk. I agree. I agree. So we're gonna go ahead and close this out here in just a moment. But uh first of all, I want to thank everybody for watching. Uh thank you for waiting an extra little bit for this next episode. And uh let us know, uh if you do, if you made it this far, let us know in our comments, either on Instagram or, you know, even on any of our, you know, sites where you can review YouTube or on Apple podcast. Let us know how you like the new format. If you like the the setting where we got, you know, talking about our pop culture topic, our real talk, these crazy news stories, um, let us know. And, you know, we'll keep it going. Uh, glad that everybody is here for the podcast. I'm happy to actually be back on to recording it and, and, and being Bro, interested I'm so in happy. It. So anyways, we're going to close this out here with a quote of the week. And I feel like a quote of the week. Quote, I didn't hear about this yes, quote of the week. And I've taken this from Lord of the Rings because I feel like it is only fitting that we have it from Lord of the Rings. So and it goes as follows. So in the movie, Frodo asks, you know, I wish none of this had ever happened. I wish none of this had ever come to me. And the quote goes as, 
So do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. So it fits with everything, man. No matter what you have on your path and no matter what you're doing in your life, understand that only you can do with what you have. It's up to you to make that moment worth it. Make the most you to pull the trigger. Make the most of your moment and make it worth something, even if you're in the worst situation. So anyways, guys, this has been episode four of the Somewhat Social Podcast. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's it's underscore just underscore caper. And Ethan. My Instagram is Ethan PSKI11. And might I say, we have not forgot. I keep bothering Caper about it. I'm not saying it's going to be next episode. I'm not saying it's going to be the episode after that. But we do owe you guys some more stories. We do it. We do. We told you we would. Childhood stories will be on the way here in the very near future. So, anyways, guys, appreciate y'all for listening. And we will see you in the next one. Stay sexy.